you've heard me say before that the, the, the state of a nation, really, it, you can't look any, any further than the spiritual culture of that nation. Uh, if, if the church continues to be salt and light, amen, and that, and, and, and the nation, that particular nation is, is a nation that loves the Lord, whose God is the Lord. The Bible says the nation whose God is the Lord is, is blessed, amen? And when you start to see blessings fall away, when you start to see God withdrawing in certain areas of our culture and our society, Amen. It's, 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 it's time for the church to take a hard look, look at our own hearts. Amen. Ask the Lord to give us a spirit of repentance and give us a wisdom and a strategy how to re-engage the culture. Amen. And one of the enemy's tactics, it's been in force for decades in America. And he's been, been eroding uh, our godly heritage been eroding uh, even the the principles that this country was founded on through our educational system. Amen? And that's why I I believe it's important to continue to pray for our teachers, to continue to pray for our students, regardless of where they are, that truth would prevail and that they would encounter the Lord. Amen? Amen? I'm praying for new curriculum writers. I'm praying that God would invade our school systems, our educational system. I'm, let you in, I'm, I'm sharing my, my heart with you every day of some things I pray for. God, that you would invade the, the areas of influence over this nation and the nations of the world. And education is one of them. That you would invade the political world the executive, legislative, and judicial branches of our government. God, just invade it. God, raise up Holy Ghost-filled men and women of God that will, that will govern from their knees, amen, that are constitutionalists, that, that desire your heart. Amen. I pray God en- invades the entertainment world. Amen? That's, it's a big influencer in our culture. That he, that, he, that he invades the big tech companies. That he invades the media. Amen, especially mainstream media today. If, if either, either that they get si- begin to speak the truth or they get silenced. And that truth seekers will rise up. Amen? And that he invades the church. And turns the lukewarm hot. In the distance he draws near. And he pours out his spirit upon us, amen, like never before. That's just a couple things I pray for in the morning. But I would appreciate you joining with me, and maybe you do. But I, I, really, I really feel that there's five or six major avenues, avenues of influence for a culture. And we've lost ground in every one of them. But my, I, I'm seeing glimpses of hope. I see parts of the media expanding and sharing the gospel. I see uh, more Christian movies that are legit, genuine Christian movies with decent acting even. <laughs> Amen? I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing alternative news, news means begin to rise up. And we're seeing a, a tremendous... Uh, influx of, of uh, concern about education. There's a move in America, Moms for America, and, the, and they're, they're rallying together and they're invading the school board meetings and, and, and the classrooms and they want to know what's being taught and what's going on. Not to be mean, but they want to know what their kids are learning and, and, and have a say. Amen? Well, my hat's off to them. Man, I, I'll tell you what. I'd rather mess with about anything else than mama bears that gather together. <laughs> Amen? I'd rather fight a real bear. <laughs> and I've seen them in the woods. Amen? 
And I would much rather fight them than a group of mama bears that are on the warpath because of what's going on in their communities and in their schools. God bless them. Mama grizzlies. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I got I to get into the word here or I'm going to get in trouble. I think this is all online. That might not be good either. But <clears throat> God have mercy. Praise God. Brother. Yes. Well, you know what we got to counter that with in our schools? Critical race theory. Yes. Amen. Amen. Grace is critical. It's critical if we don't have it. We're critical. <laughs> Amen. All right, let's jump into the word this morning. I appreciate you all being here. And uh, we're going we're gonna to see what God has for us. I was telling my wife, this is the first time in a while that I, usually the Lord begins to deal with me about a message throughout the week. Once in a while, he'll change it. But man, I got nothing during the week. And, uh, and when that happens, come Saturday night, I don't sleep much. And so there's a lot of praying and a lot of tossing and turning. And then I finally fell asleep. And then the Lord woke me up about an hour after I did with a scripture in the word that I think that he wants us to to hear this morning, and by the worship, the songs that were in worship, and uh, the word, the exhortation that we received, and some of the things that we've heard this morning, I, I believe God's massively confirmed it, so we're going to believe God to speak to us, amen, through his word. Father, we just thank you for your word, we thank you for the truth, and God, we thank you that it testifies of you. God, we rejoice that this word became flesh and dwelt among us. And Lord, we get to put eyes on what you look like through your word. God, we're asking for at least two revelations this morning. One, we want to see who you are. And God, two, we want to see who we are in you. And Lord, I pray that you would move, that you would minister healing through your word this morning, deliverance, freedom. God, that you would bring down the spirit of fear this morning. And God, that you would encourage hearts and build us up in the most holy faith. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to turn to everybody's favorite book, First Chronicles. <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to be past the first nine chapters. First Chronicles chapter 14. 1 Chronicles chapter 14 and verse 8. This is when David had just been anointed king. Amen? And you remember there was, there was a few years, I think seven years, between, between when he got anointed king over Judah and, and, and a couple other tribes, and when, he got, when, when the rest of them began to acknowledge him as king and the kingdom was united, was brought back together. And now this had just happened. It was in its infancy. The kingdom uh, of God, the kingdom of Israel, was, was uh, they had already come into the promised land. David was a mighty warrior. Giants had been defeated, amen, even at a young age. He was anointed king probably in his late teens and became king when he was 30. In verse 8 it says, Now when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel... All the Philistines went up to search for David. It, was, it wasn't because they wanted to worship him as king. Amen? They wanted to kill him. They, the Philistines went up. They were an enemy. They went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went out against them. You've heard me say before here, you know, when God is really moving in a life, when he's moving in your life, when, when, when God's challenging you and giving you fresh revelation, when you're coming into some new things in God, there's different seasons in every life. Amen? Amen. And, and, and he, the, the Bible says the times and the seasons are in his hands. Now, we know that means, you know, in, in, uh, in, in, king, in the kingdom and, and uh, times and seasons uh, in our world and nations and all that. But they, the times and the seasons of our lives are also in his hands. Amen. Ecclesiastes talks about 
there's a, there's a time and there's a season for everything under the sun. Amen? And it gives the, 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 the opposite extremes. And we, we face that in life. We'll, we'll have our mountaintops. We'll have our valleys. We'll have the times when, when, when man, things are just glorious. And then we have times where we don't know if we want to get out of bed. Amen? You ever been there? It's just, it's life. It's, it's, we live in an imperfect world, in a fallen world, and we'll have challenges. Amen. But one thing that I've noticed in my life, and maybe you've noticed, when God has just done something major in my life, just before he does it, I get tremendous resistance. And then when you, when you break through and you get the victory in that area, and you think, okay, I'm home free. <laughs> Amen. I, I, I got the victory. The devil's backed off. And, 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 and we've just come into what, what, we've got fresh revelation, we've come into what God's bringing us into. Amen. Well, let, let me just tell you something. The devil doesn't quit. And he'll try to destroy what was deposited in your life and in my life in its infancy before it can take off. Before it can bear fruit. Before, before God can be glorified in it. Before, before God can use it, amen, to further his kingdom and establish his kingdom. He'll try to destroy in it in its infancy. Look at Moses. A deliverer. God was raising up for Egypt uh, to deliver the nation of Israel out of Egypt. And he tried, the enemy tried to kill him when he was a baby. We see the same thing with Jesus when he was born. They killed all the children under two years old in that region, trying to wipe out the Savior. We see tremendous persecution. Stephen killed and martyred, amen, in the book of Acts. The gospel is just launched, amen, and and, and the transforming power of the kingdom is being released, not just through one man now, not just through Jesus, but through his disciples, and it's exponentially growing. Peter preaches one message, 3,000 get saved. He preaches another one, 5,000 get saved. Amen. 8,000 and two messages, and neither one of them was in the synagogue. Amen. This is what was happening in the early church, and man, it turned up the heat. It was interesting. Jesus told the disciples, he said, go into all the world. It is, you know, his commission after his resurrection. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Do you know that when, 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 he, when he was resurrected and he ascended, nobody really left. It was the persecution that drove them out. Amen? God will get us out there any way he can get us out there. But I prefer just responding in obedience. Amen? It's a little easier on you. And, and, and just remember... David, as soon as he's king, the enemy challenges. Now, he had his challenges up to being king. The previous king tried to kill him before he, would, he, he could be king. One that he sat at his own table with. He says, so he, they had heard that he had been anointed king over Israel, and the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it, and he went out against them. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim. And this is interesting. The valley of Rephaim, that word Rephaim is a Hebrew word root, coming from the root word Rapha. In a sense of invigorating, it means to be invigorated. From a root word meaning properly, to mend by stitching, figuratively, to cure, to cause, to heal, physician, repair thoroughly, and make whole. He's Jehovah Rapha. Amen? In other words, what we see here is the enemy attacking the health and the blessings and the prosperity of God's people. They met at Rephaim. It was a valley. It was an encounter with an enemy. And look at what David did here. He didn't just rush into the battle because he had had other victories. And he had had a lot of other victories. He did what he always did. David inquired of God in verse 10 saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, Go up and I'll deliver them into your hand. 
Amen. I, I just want to encourage you. If you're facing a battle, you're, you're facing a mountain, you're going through something, take it to the Lord. Don't just run off and, and, and start doing things and trying things. Amen. Just try it. Take it to the Lord. God, how, how do I navigate through this? God, what's, what, what, what's my next step? God, I know that without you I can do nothing, so I'm coming to you, Lord. I, I don't want to miss it in this point. Now, there may be some time before you, you get the whole picture, but God, just, just wait on God, and God will speak into that situation. God will clear the way. God will re- reveal to you what's next. David inquired. God answered. He said, I'll deliver them into your hand. So he went up to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. And David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like breakthrough, like the breakthrough of water. You ever seen a dam burst? You ever seen water break through something? That it's not, I mean, I love his analogy here. So he goes up to Baal Perazim, he fights the enemy, he says, God, he defeated them, and he said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perazim. That means the master of breakthrough. The title of my message this morning is The God of Breakthrough. Amen. If you need a breakthrough this morning, you're in the right place. Amen. David encountered a breakthrough over his enemies. David encountered several breakthroughs in his life. Why? He went to God. He pressed into God. He heard from God. He had developed a relationship with God. And from that abiding presence of God and that relationship, that, that man after God's own heart, you don't get that testimony from, from God if you're just anybody. Amen? Not just some casual believer. He was a man after God's own heart. Did he mess up? Yes. Did he sin? Yes. That gives me hope. Amen? God still had a testimony. God's testimony for him after he died was that he was a man after his own heart. Master of breakthroughs. You know that's your master this morning if you love the Lord? you've given your heart to Jesus, you're serving the master of breakthroughs. You live in Baal Perizim. (laughs) Amen. They ask for your address next time. Say, it's Baal Perizim. (laughs) My box is in heaven. Amen. But I'm encountering the glory of God. You might want to put your real one next to it in case somebody want to mail something to you. But, amen. You got, you 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 live in Baal Perism now. You you your God is the God of breakthrough, the master of breakthrough. And when they had left their gods there, David gave commandment, and they were burned with fire. Notice what David did here. There was a tremendous victory. He inquired of the Lord, God, do I go? Is this the time? Is, is this, are, you, are you giving the enemy to us? And, the, and, and God says, go up, and, you, and you'll, you'll defeat them. And, and, and he named it, Master of Breakthrough. It, it was encounter. He said, God broke through like the breaking of water. Amen. Kind of sounds like the Holy Ghost being poured out, doesn't it? Amen. Like the breaking of, breakthrough of water. Amen. And, and, and David... In that environment, there was all these gods that they worshipped. And he knew the history of Israel. And he knew prophetically what their destiny would be. They would start to worship these other gods. They would start giving in. They would start rubbing shoulders with other, other uh, 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 countries. And, and they would start to take on their worship and take on Mary, into Mary and, and compromise. And God had warned them all through their history not to do that. So David, making sure that they didn't, he burned their idols immediately. He didn't want anybody slipping them in a pack and taking them home. He didn't want it to, anything to creep back into the kingdom that wasn't of, of God. And I, and I just encourage you to do that. If, if there's anything you're messing with and, and God's convicted you and you know it's not God, I'm not here to try to bring anybody into condemnation. God, God knows I've had to 
get free from things my whole life. Amen? I'm still asking God to free me from things. Amen? But if, if, if there's some things that you're, 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 you're wrestling with, you know it's not God, it could be an attitude, it could be a heart condition, it could be an addiction, or, 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 or something that's, that you know God wants you free from it, but you, you still just keep entertaining it. Just, just ask God to help you get rid of it. Ask, say, God, I need the God of breakthrough to show up. I need the master of breakthrough. Amen. I'm believing for that this morning. As we go on in the service, I'm decreeing right now that a lot of the, any addictive behavior or any battles you've had, some of it's been emotional. Some of it you've been, you've been uh, under a lot of condemnation. There's some of you here that wrestle with, with tremendous condemnation, guilt, and shame that's not from God. It's not from God. God's got an amazing grace for you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He wants you to encounter his love this morning. He wants you to see his goodness. Amen? I'm not talking about conviction. Conviction leads to life. But condemnation and shame will keep us and make us run from God and not to him. You can't study the Gospels and not understand the heart of God and the love of God for those that are struggling and those that are broken. So if that's you this morning, man, run to him. The God of breakthrough and he'll see you through. Let him, let him hold you in his arms. I pray literally that, they, that there would be a feeling of the manifestation of the arms of God around you, holding you, loving on you, and setting you free from any condemnation, any shame, any embarrassment. That's not God. Then the Philistines, look, verse, verse 11, they were defeated. Verse 12, David burns their God. Verse 13, then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Remember I said he'll try to destroy things in its infancy as far as David's kingdom goes. Then David gets victory, and he probably thinks, I got a little while here. They immediately attack again. And the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore David inquired again of the Lord. Now I, I just got to take a break here. The Lord, the Lord is telling me, when you get freed up from your shame and, your, and, and the guilt and, any, and, and condemnation and, and get delivered from the self-flagulation and, 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 and all that comes along with that, amen? And when you get free... You watch out for the, the, the dragon's tail. Amen. He'll try to put it back on you. Don't receive it. Don't receive it. Amen. The Bible says resist and he'll flee. Tell him he's under your feet. Tell him he's been defeated and you're not listening to the lies anymore. The power of those lies have been broken. Amen. Amen. I don't want to stay too long there, but I just had to... I have to let the Holy Spirit interrupt Holy Spirit messages. Amen? <laughs> so David did, well, first in verse 15, it says, therefore, well, verse 14, therefore David inquired again of God, just like he did the first time. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Amen? You're going to God, and you're, you're getting deliverance, you're getting freedom, you're getting wisdom to navigate through. Keep going to God. Amen? Therefore David inquired again of God, and God said to him, you shall not go up after them. Wait a minute. What would have happened if David just said, well, God gave me victory over him the first time. I'm sure he's going to give me victory over him again. Let's go. No. God says, don't go this time. It's important to press into God every time. Amen? One of the things I think that trips us up a lot is we get something that works. Maybe you pray for somebody a certain way and they got healed. So now that's, all, that's how you pray for everybody. Well, someone else might need something different. Amen? Don't, don't, just, don't just let things become rote. Things become routine. Just don't, don't let things that have worked in the past 
Amen. We want to rejoice in them. We want to, we want to celebrate them. Amen. We want to testify of them, but be open for, for, for new direction. Be open for a fresh word. Be open for a fresh anointing in the fresh presence of God. Amen. David pressed it again, inquired of God. He said, should I go up after him? And he said, no. You shall not go up after them. Circle around them and come from them from the front of the mulberry trees. I love this. This is a good military strategy strategy here. Amen. You go to General Jesus and he'll get, get you set up. And so I don't know if that made any sense to David, but God spoke it. It shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees. Now, I don't know how God does that. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle, for God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. Different strategy. Same enemy. I think it might have been the same location different strategy so David did as God commanded him and they drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as Gazar and the fame of David went out into all the land and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations that's not a bad way to get launched as king Amen? Especially when pretty much every nation outnumbers you. What the enemy meant for evil, to destroy the kingdom that David was ordained to and assigned to, to destroy his assignment right out of the gate, what he meant for evil, God gave a victory. It didn't work the first time. The enemy didn't give up. He came back and God gave another victory. And now word catches and spread that the predominant power of that region just lost twice to the nation of Israel. And this guy named David is king. And fear came upon all nations. Let's turn to Isaiah 35. He's the God of, he's the master of breakthrough. Amen? You know, God can turn our mourning into dancing. Isaiah 35 and verse 1. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. This is talking about the future glory of Zion, of God's church. It's, you're going to see what you're going to see in, in Isaiah 35 is God's kingdom. In, in these ten verses, God's kingdom uh, at that at that current time for the nation of Israel, God's kingdom when Jesus comes on the scene, and God's future kingdom. Uh, when he wraps everything up, it's going to be within these 10 verses. Amen? And, and I want you to watch the progression here. The wilderness and the wasteland. Now, he had just got done, if you read the, the chapters before this, he had just got done pronouncing judgment on several cities and nations. And now, he's saying this about Israel, about Zion. He said, the wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. How many of you know deserts, deserts don't rejoice and blossom as a rose? Amen. This is a God thing. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, and the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Amen. God says, as surely as I live, the whole earth will be filled with my glory. 
Amen. The, the minor prophet, he says, he goes, the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters does the sea. Amen. And I love that one because before it, he says, there will be a knowledge of the glory of the Lord covering the earth as the waters does the sea. In other words, God can cl- cover the, the earth with his glory and people not know it. But he talks about a day when there'll be a knowledge of the glory of the Lord, amen, covering the earth as the waters does the sea. I believe we're living in that day. You say, well, pastor, it looks dark around us. Look what's going on in Afghanistan. I hope you're praying every day and more than once a day for those in Afghanistan. And, and, and what's going on, and, and, and you can look at our own country and the, the soup that we're in and how fast it's, it's decaying and all that. But I, I don't want our eyes to stay on that. I want us to look to the solution. Amen. The God, the master of breakthrough. We are in desperate need for a breakthrough. Amen. For a breaker anointing to sweep through this nation and the nations of the earth. For God's manifest presence and glory to begin to cover the earth. Amen. We we are in desperate need for God's kingdom to come and the will of heaven be established in the earth. Amen. That's what he told us to pray. For his kingdom, that kingdom reality, authority, power, love, grace, mercy, everything that comes with it. Amen. God, we want it and we need it. Amen. God is desiring breakthrough. He's the God of the breakthrough. And if there's ever a time that we've needed breakthrough, it's now. Amen? Amen. That was bad. Amen? Amen. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I thought maybe I put them all to sleep already. Might have to bring the worship ministry back up here and get these bones moving again. Check your pulse. Just... Check it, everything working? Everybody all right? All right, you okay? I only got a few more minutes. All right? All right. Strengthen, it says. Strengthen in verse 3, the weak hands. And make firm the feeble knees. This is what God's doing right now. He's strengthening the weak hands. He's making firm the feeble knees. Now listen to this. This is the verse I woke up with, by the way, this morning. Amen. Out of a dead sleep, I woke up to this verse, and so I'm going to declare it to you. He says, say to those that are are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with a recompense. God, he will come and save you. And when he does that, that's talking about encountering God, getting saved. Jesus is on the scene. We've given our heart to the Lord. Amen. And, and, And it's the beginning. It's the beginning. we got a wonderful journey ahead of us. Then the Lord will come and save you. And after that, listen to this. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The, uh, the ears of the deaf unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb will sing. For waters will burst forth from the wilderness. Breakthrough. Amen. Waters will burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Amen. Those dry places, those parched places, those places where you didn't feel any life, where you're wondering, God, where are you? He said, man, revival rivers will begin to flow. Streams will begin to be birthed. Amen. The blind will begin to see. The deaf will begin to hear. The lame will begin to walk. The power and the glory and the manifest presence of God released in the earth. Isaiah prophesied it. 700 years before Jesus came. Do you think God, you think God knows what he's doing? This is what's available. So if you're fearful this morning, if you battle fear, if you happen to Listen to mainstream media, it's self inflicted. I just encourage you to shut it off. Amen. Shut it off. But if you are battling fear this morning, in this nation, this spirit of fear has attached itself to COVID. It's 95% fear and 5% virus. It's set in motion things throughout the whole world. I'm not talking about just a little bit of fear that we battled because we got thrown in the water to learn to swim or something. I'm talking about a principality and a power that's attached itself to this. It's a, it's a, 
bio weapon that's been released throughout the whole earth to bring people into fear. Why? Because fear has torment. It's the opposite of faith. It's the opposite of God's love. So if you're fearful this morning, I'm not saying there isn't reason. There, you know, we, we, we haven't been blitzed with it. But if you're fearful this morning, fear not. Be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With vengeance. I like that. With vengeance, he will come. With a recompense, he will come and save you. Then watch out. Because everybody around you is going to be impacted. Then the eyes of the blind will be open. Then the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. Then the lame man will leap like a heart. And the tongue of the dumb will sing. And then waters will begin to break out everywhere you go. Amen. Rivers and streams in the desert. And those parched places will begin to take on life. Amen. And begin to manifest the very glory in the presence of God. And the God of breakthrough will show up. The parched ground shall become a pool. I like pools. <laughs> and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals, where each lay, there shall be grass and reeds and rushes. I love this. A highway shall be there, and a road and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. <laughs> I love it. Alma Fudd could make it down that road. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that, but... The highway of holiness. No lion shall be there. Nor shall any ravenous beast go out on it. It shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk there. Amen. Are you redeemed this morning? This is a highway that God has made, a redemptive highway where he's, made the, he's brought down the high places, he's brought up the low places, he's made the crooked straight, and there's a highway for our God. Verse 10, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing with everlasting joy on their heads. And they shall obtain gladness, and sorrow and singing shall flee away. Sighing shall flee away. Amen. This looks like a good place. Amen. It's, it, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to close with the scripture I gave you back there. The Lord just quickened something else to me. Hebrews Did I say Hebrews 12? Yeah. You there? Yeah. Now turn with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was just look, looking for the right verse here. We're going to begin in verse 18. 
says, For you have not come to the mountain that may be torched and burned with fire and to the blackness and darkness and the tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. This was when Moses was called up into the mount. When Moses was given the law. And there were lightnings. And there were thunders, and the mountains quaked, and rocks broke, and there was a lot of activity that was going on. The people had to stay away from the mountain. They didn't dare to get near the mountain. And it was after that, they all took a vote and said, Moses, you go talk to God and tell us what he said. There was such a fear in that environment. Now notice it said, you have not come to this mountain. He's talking to you and I, new covenant reality here, you new covenant believers. He said, You've, you haven't come to this mountain, a mountain that trembled, a mountain that shaked, a mountain that burned with fire, a mountain that made everybody afraid and made everybody run. He says in verse 22, but you have come to Mount Zion. Remember Isaiah 35, Zion, he's talking about the, the, the future glory of Zion. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. It isn't just a place in Palestine. Zion is re- reference to a church. It's re- reference to the glory of God. It's reference, amen, to the, the presence of God in, in, a, in a life, amen, and, 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 and our future in heaven. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven of God the judge of all and of spirits of just men made perfect to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Amen. Abel's blood cried out for justice when he was slain by his brother. The blood of Jesus cries out for mercy. Amen. Abel's the, the blood of uh, uh, Abel cried out, amen, that for, for justice. And, and, and Cain was a marked man and went away in bondage for the rest of his life. Amen. But Jesus, amen, the blood of Jesus speaks better things. Amen. We haven't come under the law. We haven't come under, under that, that old covenant regime. Amen. No, the, the laws are written in our heart now. Amen. God lives within. It's a relationship. It's intimacy with God. We don't need to come under condemnation. We don't need to be uh, 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 flagellating ourselves. We don't need to be beating ourselves up, coming under condemnation and shame. And No, that, we've been released. We've come to Mount Zion. Amen. It's where God dwells. It's where there's an innumerable number of angels. Amen. I remember when my dad died, God gave me this scripture. He said, when you come into my presence, and when you begin to pray, and you begin to worship, and you begin to press in, he said, this is the company that you're joining. And notice here it says in verse 22, you've come into Mount Zion into the city, so they've got the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge over all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Amen, I claim that with my, for my dad. To the spirit of just men made perfect. Amen. This is the presence we come into when we begin to pray, when we begin to worship, we begin to press into God. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Amen. It decrees mercy. It decrees grace. It decrees love. Amen. Aren't you glad for this new covenant? Amen. You know, he's the God of breakthrough. He wants to fill the earth with his glory. We've been saved, and we should be expecting healing, deliverance, salvation, amen, the glory of God manifesting, not only in a church service, but in and through our lives. Amen? Amen. we got to take it to the streets, folks. Take it to the streets.
Not everybody will embrace it, but you'll be surprised who will. See, fear keeps us from trying. And we don't even know what they're going to do or say yet. We assume the worst. That doesn't sound like faith. Amen. How about, how about we get in faith and assume the best? Once in a while, we'll run into somebody that will, might have an issue. We just love on them, pray for them, let God deal with them. We never know who will impact for the glory of God. But I want you to know this morning, there's a God, there's a master of breakthrough for you, for your life, for your family. Amen. I'm feeling that in closing, you know, there's a there's a lot of people that may need breakthroughs for their jobs if they don't if they refuse vaccination. If you've been vac- vaccinated, that you know, God bless you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying that constitutionally, I believe there's a right not to. And you shouldn't be threatened, your livelihood shouldn't be threatened by it. And uh, in closing, I'm going to ask for, let's ask for a breakthrough in this area. Amen? That there'll be a breakthrough in this area. I know this, this, this wasn't in my message, it wasn't anything I'd planned to say, but it came over me uh, when I was getting ready to close that we need to pray for those whose jobs are online, all the healthcare workers and, and uh, service people where the governor is just mandating this stuff. Let's call on the God of breakthrough. Let's exercise some faith. Can we stand together and and agree in prayer? I'd like the worship ministry to come too. I want an atmosphere of worship here as we pray. And if there's anyone here that doesn't know the Lord, and you would love to encounter him for yourself and experience the joy of salvation. We would love to pray with you this morning. There's people that would love to pray with you and help you all on into the kingdom. Please feel free to come down as we close worshiping the Lord. And if there's anyone here that needs any special prayer for any reason, uh, please feel free to come down. We would, we would love to pray for you. But I want to close the service just praying for those people that may be, may be losing their jobs if they don't get the vaccination. The implications of this, it isn't, it isn't so much even this vaccine. It's what it opens the door to down the road. It's, it's where we're heading on, in a, on a fast track. Amen? So let's, uh, let's just go to prayer. Father, we just come to you right now. And God, we've learned this morning that you're the master of breakthrough. God, there's so many service people God, medical personnel law enforcement officers teachers schools, God where things are being dictated God, and you know it just isn't right And so, God, we're asking for a breakthrough in this area. We lift this up to you today. And, God, we're asking, Lord God, for a breakthrough. We're asking for a divine reversal of this mandate. God, that it would never gain any traction, that it would never gain any momentum. God, there's been people that have been at their job for many, many years and established careers, and they love their jobs. And, and God, they're good at their jobs. God, we ask that you would preserve and protect them. And God, if for some reason, God, arrogance and pride rules, Lord, then I pray that every one of those workers would get a better job. I pray that you would provide better jobs, better employment.
God, better benefits, kingdom benefits, God. Hallelujah. God, we lift this situation up to you, God. We join with other believers, the hearts and and lives of other believers around this state, Lord God. God, and we're asking, God, that you would rule and overrule. God, that the master of breakthrough would show up in this situation. That you would give wisdoms and strategy, Lord God, and understanding, Lord God, God, in dealing with this. That you would give favor, Lord God, to those workers that aren't comfortable or have other physical uh, reasons why they can't get this, Lord God. God, that you would give them favor. Lord, we look to you. God, I pray that your love, God, that God, with everything going on, Lord God, you you told us that one of the things that we're to guard against in the last days is losing a heart of love. Lord, you said in Matthew 24, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will grow cold. God, I pray that our love would never grow cold. I pray no matter what we face, what's mandated, what's decreed, what's declared over us, Lord God, God from the world, Lord, that, that God, that we, our love would stay intact. God, I pray that we would have the grace to make whatever sacrifices we need to make. And God, that we would hold true to our hearts. God, and we would make steps Lord God, towards you. But God, help us love like never before. Lord, love covers a multitude. By this will all men know that we're your disciples, by the love that we have for one another. Lord, don't let it cause division. God, I see a strategy of the enemy through this whole COVID, through this vaccine thing, God, to cause division, to make those that aren't vaccinated the enemy. God, we just come against that in Jesus' name. God, we pray that you would unify your people. You said how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. God, we speak unity. God, over this church, over our community, God, over our state, and over our nation. God, we pray that the power of the gospel and truth would prevail, and that we would see revival fires burn from coast to coast. God, that a deep spirit of repentance would be poured out on this nation, and that a spiritual awakening would begin to take place, and that revival would begin to be birthed. God, I pray for a gospel light in every home. God, invade our cities. Invade the urban and rural areas, Lord God, with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.